Welcome to Alderman Farms Radio, where life on the farm is about to get real. And now, here's today's program. This is a podcast where we'll be uploading the audio from our weekly live YouTube shows as part of the Homestead Network. For more information, you can check out thehomesteadnetwork.com for a list of channels and showtimes, and we hope you'll join us on our Alderman Farms YouTube channel. Thanks for dropping in. Now here's the show. In this episode, Patty was flying solo. So the breaks in the audio that you hear are her reading comments on the YouTube live show. Thanks for your patience and understanding. Okay, sorry about that. I had this on my list of things to do to get my iPad, but um, I forgot to look at my list of things to do. I did turn off the air conditioning, so where it wouldn't be blaring. I have to get this loaded up right quick because I'm going to try and look at my comments on my iPad. And also my friend Jana, which is here. Hey, Jana, thank you so much. She's helping me tonight to uh, help with the questions. So, y'all, this is my first time doing this, as y'all know, if you've been watching. And Tommy has set me up, and I assume everything's working good. Uh, somebody said it's coming in loud and clear. You know, every day when we start, every Sunday... It seems like every Sunday afternoon we have thunder. And we have had rain during the show, but uh, today it started thundering, I guess, around 3, 2 or 3 o'clock. It thundered for a while, and it has been storming. And so it has just got as good. It has just cleared off. We have a thunderstorm sitting right on top of us. So uh, anyway, so I guess we're going to be good with the electricity and everything. You never know when you live in the country how it's going to be, so... Um, anyway, um, we talked a little bit last week about canning and everything, and I've been canning this week. I made, uh, uh, muscadine jelly. I did the juice first. We did a video on that, and then we did muscadine jelly, uh, video. So, um, anyway, I, I don't have the capability to show you parts of the video like Tommy does. Uh, I'm very limited with that. Tommy's the one that, uh, tells me, uh, I mean, he's the one that loads all the video. He pushes all the buttons to get this going. And so I have my instructions all written down. This is my instructions right there. And uh, so, and I actually had to have instructions how to stop this thing too. But anyway, I hope it'll be good. And um, I hope that y'all will give me some of your feedback. I'm interested to know about some of your canning tips and some of the things that you do. Um, Anyway, one, one of the things I did, I forgot to do a video, was I made pepper sauce. Um, and this is my Pawpaw's recipe. And that's, that's what kind of got me thinking about uh, doing this show on canning. Um, because when I first started canning, uh, this is the book that I used. It was left at the house that we had bought. And I was talking with a friend of mine that's an experienced canner, and this has been, let's see, I wrote the year of this. This book is a 1974 um, is when it was printed. Now, no, I was not canning in 1974. I wasn't quite 10 yet. But my friend, uh, I, this book was just left at a house that we had bought, and so uh, my friend Therese told me, uh, you need a new canning book. So she bought me a new canning book because it has more up-to-date 
uh, information on it. And so now this is the book that I actually have bought a new one because uh, for new to see if they had different recipes and stuff. I really didn't think that they had any newer recipes. But um, anyway, some of the information is outdated in the uh, that old canning book, but it's not as outdated as you would think. Um, one of the things is that it doesn't it doesn't tell you to do a hot water bath on your jelly. And if you watch my video, you'll see that I didn't do a hot water bath on my jelly. I don't suggest you do that. Follow the instructions of of the jelly recipe you're using and whatever you feel is a safe method. But um. Anyway, the, the, I forget the name of the uh, pectin that I was using, but it didn't call for doing the hot water bath, and, and maybe I should have done that. I don't know. But um, anyway, my jelly did turn out good. I actually made uh, 28 jars. And look, I can do, I'm going to show you. Tommy's going to laugh at me. I, I can show you a picture. Let me show you. This, how, this is how I do pictures. See if I can get that on there. There's my picture of my jelly. 28 jars of it, and it uh, it's very good. Um, and of, co of course, everybody's doing muscadine this or muscadine that. I did freeze some muscadines um, to make, uh, to throw in. I do kombucha. I thought that that would be a good flavoring for kombucha. So, and um, I am going to make uh, some more jelly uh, to give as gifts. My mom's in a nursing home, and she'll be coming home at the end of the uh month and so we're going to give that as little prizes and and little gifts and I do that for Christmas too I give jelly as gifts but that is one difference that was in the the old canning book opposed to the new canning book um but I uh but but my pepper sauce and and I meant to film it and I just forgot I'm, I've gotten so bad about doing that is I'll start doing something and then I forget it but um anyway I um I looked up the recipes for the pepper sauce in the books, even the old book. The old book um, actually calls for two cups of vinegar and two cups of water. Um, and the new book just calls for six cups of vinegar and two cups of water. So the new book is not calling for as much acid to be added as the old book, which I was kind of surprised because to me they, they, they have added more times to some things. But... Um, Oh, Jana says somebody wants a video on kombucha. Uh, I can do that. Uh, I'm more, I've got my kombucha going right now, and we really—it's got a lot of probiotics, and I really, I really like the kombucha. Everybody does. Everybody likes the kombucha. Our favorite is strawberry kombucha or blueberry kombucha. So, but uh, we haven't tried muscadine, so we'll see. My next batch—that's what I'm doing—is muscadine kombucha. Um, but anyway, this this hot sauce is just straight vinegar. This is cayenne peppers. And this is what my papa did. And of course, it's a very clean jar. And this is a jar my friend Therese uh, saved for me, uh, a bottle. And it is straight vinegar, and you bring it to a bowl, and then you pour it over your cleaned peppers. Now, that is not uh, in the book uh, to do. Um, I don't know if that's safe or not, so it would be at your own risk if you decide to do it. But that's my papa's recipe. And he lived to be 106 and made it pretty good, so... Uh, hopefully, it'll be good um, for years to come. The recipe will continue to work. But uh, anyway, one thing I was surprised that there was a uh, recipe to make sauerkraut, of course, in the old book, uh, the way that, you know, how to make sauerkraut. And in the new book, it was the exact same recipe. Uh, that they do uh, both 
uh, say to um, do a hot water bath once you once you through with the fermentation. But um, we just put ours in the refrigerator. I did make some for the first time this year because of the probiotics. I really don't like it. Um, and my mom's been in the nursing home since we started, uh, since we were able to eat it, since it was past the fermentation time. So she has eaten sauerkraut before, so she'll be able to tell me, you know, what she thinks about it. Um, but uh, anyway, I'm not crazy about it. Tommy has eaten it. He's had a few issues with his digestive tract, and he has eaten it, and he don't mind it. Um, I can eat it in, you know, just a little bit at a time, but I'm just not, not a taste that I've ever had before and not one that I'm crazy about. Um, but anyway, uh, I'd like to hear from y'all what about what's some different old family recipes that you use now. I know that um, I have some family. Now, I always do the uh, canner, the um, pressure canner to do my snap beans. But I have family that does the hot water bath and just boils them for a long time. Um, I think it's like three hours in the hot water bath, which, of course, um, they do not suggest doing anymore because of botulism and everything, but um, just different things like that. Um, and somebody had asked, when we did a test earlier, somebody had asked about canning meat, and uh, that's something, I think it may have been Kitty, but um, that's that's something I've never done, but it's something I want to do. Every year I want to do it, but the last couple of years we just haven't gotten enough deer meat uh, to, to really play with that, but um, I really would like to do that. Um, Anyway, I've about gone through all of my notes, so I really need some feedback from y'all. Um, yeah, Donald says that he, he loves cabbage, but he don't like sauerkraut. I'm the same way. I like cabbage, but I don't like sauerkraut. Um, Grizz asks if um, you can ferment jelly. Um, I don't know about fermenting jelly, but in the old ball book, um, it does give the recipe to make just to make jelly the old-fashioned way where you don't really add pectin where you boil it down. And, and I was surprised in the new book, it also gives the recipe to make apple jelly and maybe even crab apple jelly without add additional pectin. Um, one thing the old book had was how to make blackberry jelly without adding pectin to it. So um, Brenda says she cans meat all the time. That is just something I would just, I really need to see some videos on it and everything. I'm a little nervous, more nervous about meat than I am about vegetables. Um, I guess I shouldn't be. I, I, the main reason I would like to have it is just, just where I wouldn't be so reliant on my freezer all the time. Because we do, that's what we do, we freeze our meat. I haven't even made jerky, which I want to do. Um, but I'm interested in all different ways of preserving our food. Um, yeah, Kitty says you can can meat, it's just a longer processing time. And, and you know, that's, I guess that's a drawback to it too. It's, it's you know, I'm a kind of a hyper person and having to, to sit over it and just taking the time. It, to me, canning uh, with the pressure canner, you know, I do, I do a pressure pot on the stove. I use my, my electric pressure uh, pot that my Instapot I, that I absolutely love. I'm not scared of them. But when, when I've got that gauge sitting on the top telling me what pounds of pressure it's at and I'm watching it so nervously that it's going to go up too high, it, it is a little nerve-wracking to me. And the thought of how, I think, Kitty, uh, you tell me, is it, uh, is it uh, like an hour and 35 minutes or an hour and 15 minutes, something like that, 
to can certain types of meat. So it's just, that's a long time. I would need a few books, I think, to thumb through where I wouldn't get bored. Because I, when, I'm, when I'm using my pressure canner, I'm in the kitchen right there with the, with the pressure cooker towards me where I can see that gauge. Because that does make me nervous. And like I tell you, I'm not nervous about using a pressure pot or an electric pressure cooker. I'm just, you know, but that does, so. And you know, somebody, uh, let's see, Orphan Lady says that uh, she's canned a lot of meat, chicken, pork, beef, and corned beef. My mama likes corned beef. I really don't even know what that is. Um, but that's one thing, you know, we do lose power. We have, you know, hurricanes and, you know, different things. We've actually lost power when it uh, was cold, uh, when we've had snow and ice. Not, not that often, but, um, you know, it would have been nice to not have to open. And then I think about Katrina, you know, I had to open my freezer some to get some of our food out because I didn't have canned meat. But um, anyway, so that would just be a huge convenience. And I feel like I try and do freezer things where we don't eat out. You know, when you're fixing to run out and leave and you think, oh, I'm going to be gone at lunchtime. Let me eat right quick. Well, you can have a good meal, but so I have things I can pull out the freezer. I would like things like that that I can pull out that is canned, you know, so, and, uh, let's see, Kitty says, uh, you just can meat longer, uh, it's 30 minutes, you know, so, anyway, but, uh, that is just really something, I, I do have a friend that makes, uh, chili sauce, I'm not sure that she puts meat in it, but I would love to be able to can spaghetti gravy, um, chili, I would like to can chili, just, you know, things that are convenience foods that I don't buy anymore that I used to buy. I used to would buy jars of ragu, ragu to make lasagna with or to make a quick spaghetti. Um, I used to buy canned chili, um, only Hormel with no beans, but to put on hot dogs. But I don't do that anymore because I, I try not to eat the processed canned foods. And my friend Therese has taught me a lot about canning. That's what it's so good. It's so good. It's so good just with us having the community that we're, we're building right now with the Homestead Network. Um, it, it's so important to have community and to have people that you can talk to, that you can ask questions of with canning because you can't learn everything in books. A lot of it's experience and a lot of it helps to just be able to talk to people other people that have done it that can be an encouragement like Kitty, you know, I can can other stuff, but I, I'm, I'm a little apprehensive about meat, but that's an encouragement to me that it's just a longer time. That's it. It's just a longer time. So, um, let's see. Rain Country said that, uh, thinks canned meat's the best, even hamburger. Great straight out of the jar. Wow. And see, let's see, Roy and Faye said that they, uh, their grandparents uh, preserve pork. See, and I've heard that you can't do a real greasy meat, you know, that you're not supposed to, to have too much fat, that you've got to take some extra steps with that. <laughs> oh, former Meemaw, I understand. She just says she can meat for the first time and she's scared to taste it. Well, I understand that because that was one thing I wanted to bring up um, with doing, through doing the farmer's market. They had kind of changed the rules on us, and they said if you're going to be cooking, you know, like bringing bread like I was bringing, or sweets, or anything, that you had to go to, oh, now I forgot what they called the training, but anyway, a training, and then they would come certify your kitchen and da -da -da, all that for, for just a, um, for farmer's markets, not to be selling to the public or anything. But they also had an acidified uh, foods uh, class and <clears throat> the other class uh, to, you know, to tell you how to do that to be able to sell it and all this and I'm gonna tell you something I was scared to eat my canned stuff 
once I got through with that class. They, they, made, you, they made you so scared to death that, you know, you're going to kill you, yourself and your family if you eat home canned stuff. It was just, I mean, they didn't tell us that, but just the, the information they gave, it was just really scary. I got over that finally, but I, it, I really didn't eat my snap beans for a while because I was a little scared of them. But, you know, the way I do my snap beans, I do pressure can them, which, should, which is supposed to kill botulism. That's your big, ugly, hairy thing that you're really scared of when uh, you're talking about canned food. And then um, when I cook my snap beans, I put them in a pressure pot. And I don't, uh, that's the on the stove pressure pot and I pressure them for five minutes. So I don't know what pounds of pressure that is because that pot doesn't have a gauge. It just has the little jiggler on top. But um, anyway, so it was just, that was an experience. And I'll never forget, they were talking about pickles and everything. And, you know, I put my pickles in jars and I put my liquid in, you know, the vinegar. And I follow the, little, the recipe in the book and everything. But um, they were talking about testing the pH of the pickles and it had and you had to keep all these records and you had to uh, keep a log book and once they reached a certain pH then you could can them and I'm like well that's not how I do it I, I already put them in the jars and they're sealed and all this kind of stuff they said well you can't do it like that to be able to sell them to the public you have to uh, do them in batches and all this kind of crazy stuff well anyway the rules changed after that um, we went through that for a year um, I had to have the kitchen certified, or maybe maybe twice I had this kitchen certified. I'm not sure, but um, it was a very loose certification. It wasn't the same as, as restaurants and everything, but um, it, was, it was considered cottage food. But now we have a new cottage food law, and, you know, we allow selling of pickles and stuff like that at the market. So we just hope that everybody is following, you know, uh, good safety uh measures with, with with your canned stuff and I, I do when the book suggests a hot water bath I do a hot water bath when the book suggests um, pressure cannon I do pressure cannon um, I was a little confused on my tomatoes this year um, but I, uh, I ended up doing the pressure can the um, hot water bath but uh, and now you know in the old book they said to uh, you know it's just it was just your tomatoes in there and everything and the times uh, have changed. The old book was 10 to 15 minutes, 10 minutes in, for pints, 15 minutes for quarts in a hot water bath. The new book says 40 minutes for pints, 45 minutes for quarts, and to add lemon juice. And I was going to look that up to where I could tell you exactly, but from what I understand, the reason they are wanting you to add the lemon juice is because the tomatoes do not have as much acid as they used to have um, because of the soil and everything. But, you know, I think, you know, I, my soil hasn't been formed that much and my tomatoes should grow like tomatoes should grow and I am using heirloom I haven't used you know I'm not using tomatoes that have been changed a lot so anyway that's that's a difference that I found in the book too but um you know what are some things that uh oh, I was wondering why there wasn't any new messages and I have to scroll up on my little iPad thing um oh and somebody old Kentucky Helm said said bacon is one now how do you can bacon I guess it's already cooked. And do you cook it more when it comes out of the can? That's what I was wondering. Um, and Weetree says he raw packs chicken and beef. I was wondering about the long processing time, how that would work out. So if you raw pack, then that's where you cook it. Um, is there a hot pack with meat? I'm really not sure uh, about that. Like I said, I haven't, um, I haven't, uh, you know, really read up on it even and that's what I need to do between now and, and hunting season because 
I, I am determined we are going to put more deer in the freezer or in, in jars. That Yeah, let's say that. I'm going to put more deer in jars this year. Yeah, that's another thing. Redhead Rant said that uh, taco fillings. And see, that would be that would be a cool thing to have that would just be a quick, fast meal. And it would be one that's good for you. Yeah, and see, uh, barbecue also. See, that would be a, that would be such a quick, easy meal too. Oh, roast beef takes an hour and a half. Hmm. See, I just think that that would be uh, a very, very good thing to uh, have. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kitty said that if you buy a pH tester, that's right. They did say it. that's how you would have to have done the pickles is with a pH tester. But, I mean, what do y'all think about this? What do y'all think about these peppers um, in boiled vinegar? I mean, it's 5% acetacity or however you say that word. Um, you know, so, I mean, is that, I mean, it's, it's been sufficient. It was sufficient for my papa's life. I just wonder what's the difference now as to then. Okay. Uh, rain country said that, uh, 90 minutes for quarts, 75 minutes for pints. Oh, wow. Lisa, uh, Park says she cans all of their meat. That's great. That would be so nice to not have to have so much room in the freezer because, you know, when you're looking, you know, now it's mainly me and Tommy and my mom. The kids are home on the weekends and stuff, but so we don't have to have as much meat, but we have, right now we have three freezers, not counting the freezer on the refrigerator, you know. Hey, Tans. All right, he says, uh, Roy and Faye says, Patty, that is the way I still do it. Um, oh, with the peppers. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. And you're still living too, huh? So, um, yeah, yeah, that's what Kitty said, that our fruits and vegetables just don't contain the same nutrients. But I, I think it's going back to the soil, so I wonder if they tested some of our vegetables that are being grown on the land that we're replenishing rather than just taking away and putting chemicals back on it. To I wonder, I just wonder what the chemical makeup would what, what ours be. Um, more like they used to be, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I've just, I've just, uh, I've just wondered about that. Um, but anyway, uh, let's see. That's what Tommy says. I fly through my time. Well, I've, I've talked 30 minutes anyway. You know, that's, that's what's hard about being one person on here. At least Tommy will take time and talk and we can bounce things off of each other, but it's really hard to, uh, and I thank you for your, uh, encouraging comments too but um anyway um oh tom we do not eat nutra we, we we don't eat that and i wouldn't so tommy's lying if he said that i think of it smelling like a possum and i've smelled a possum before um, what other jellies do I make? I see. I make, um, I do peach jelly some of the, sometimes. Um, I, a friend of mine orders in bulk uh, with some Mennonite people that she's friends with, and I get to get in on that order, and I'll get, um, I think it's a 20-pound box of peaches, and I also get apples, too, and I've made apple jelly. Um, I'll make blue, blueberry, I think, is about my favorite jelly, and I don't make it as often as I make the other jelly. Of course, I make strawberry figs. I really... Uh, we really like the strawberry fig jelly, and I do uh, fig preserves um, with with the sugar, and I'll uh, 
Oh, wow. Brenda says she canned 18 pints of chili beans today. That's awesome. Um, I, the only beans that I've ca I can is green beans. I did try canning uh, pink eye purple hole one year just to try them to see how we liked them. <clears throat> and they were good, and I like the ease of just, you know, they're, you know, I cooked them a little more once they were out of the can, out of the jar. But um, anyway, um, let's see. Tommy's talking to me. Let's see. Let me see. I'm going to have a bunch of things going. I don't know if I can handle it. He said to FaceTime him and he'll join the show. I was going to see if I have FaceTime on my mama's uh, iPad because Jana's helping me on my phone. I don't see FaceTime on here. I'm back. There it is. Look, I tell y'all, I'm, I'm, uh, what's that? Oh, well, it's asking for IDs and I don't know about that. So, um, technically challenged, is it? Uh, to a certain extent. Oh, <laughs> Michelle's crafts. That's funny. I thought you, that was, I thought you accidentally hit the wrong button. <laughs> Frog jam. <laughs> Figs, raspberry, orange, and ginger. Um, let's see. All right. Um, well, Tommy, I don't know where my FaceTime button is. There it is. There you are. Now, how's this going to work? I don't know. We'll see if it's going to work. Anyway, I'll have some help. No, no you're, you're driving. You ain't supposed to be doing this. They can't. Sorry, I'm not looking at the camera. I'm looking at the, uh, at the road. I can't do this. All right. Say hey to everybody. There's your picture up there. Hey, everybody. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that. Anyway, um, and I don't know if I'm be able to see Jana's messages come up. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I, I got it. Uh, Michelle, that was, you were, yeah, that was a funny, but, um. Hey, yeah. Jared was, Jared was, had a dehydrator question. Oh, I didn't see it. He wanted to know if you ever dehydrated whole okra pods. Well, um. You can tell that story about wanting to, about trying to learn how to do those. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I love those whole okra pods that you can buy. Um, that are just so wonderful, crunchy and everything, and they just, just are delicious. And I have tried doing the dehydrated okra like that, so if anybody has the recipe on how to do that, please, 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 I beg you to share it with me because I really, really like it. I will go buy okra. My okra, I didn't make okra this year, and so I will go and, and buy okra to make it. But um, I haven't figured it out. The okra that I make, it, 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 it's too hard. It's not, it's not the right texture. And I'm not sure. I've tried putting oil on it. Um, I've read recipes with that. And, and then it turns oil. I don't know. I just, I've, I've played with different things and I just, I can't figure it out. But it's an awesome snack. Somebody's want to know how you can see questions if you're driving. I can't now. <laughs> he says he can't now. All right, Jana, you have dried okra. Uh, that you dried yourself that's the little whole okra pods 
I've dried okra and I, I can reconstitute it, but the little whole dried okra pods, I, I think Jared and I have actually talked about that before. I really, if I found that recipe, I could almost get rich at the farmer's market because nobody sells it here. And we just love it. Tommy, you're, it's making a funny noise. It's probably because I was trying to adjust the volume. Is that better? Yeah. What's some other stuff that you can that's that's not your typical? Um, oh, Jana. Well, Jana, I want your recipe. Jana says she has uh, <clears throat> the recipe for the little small uh, oh, dried man. okra. Woo! Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, um, Tennessee, Tennessee Sue says it may be freeze-dried and not dehydrated. You're very right, and I wonder the same thing because it's not as shriveled as, like, dehydrated okra. So, um, anyway, um, I just, I love it. But, but that's what uh, Jenna's saying, that it's like uh, okra chips. And that's what, I, I just really, really like them. That's a, just a great, healthy snack. So, I also, um, oh, dilly beans. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I did do some of those early when the uh, snap beans were coming in so good. Um, uh, and... <clears throat> I, uh, let me set that right there. Um, we really like those. We like the pickled, I call them pickled snap beans, dilly beans. I think it's kind of the same thing. Oh, Jarrett says that they're, uh, they're labeled as dehydrated, but, um, who knows, you know, what they, they, they could be something else, but yeah, I, I but the, the dilly beans. Now, this is one thing that I try, I played with this year and I didn't make a lot of cucumbers, but I, uh, dehydrated cucumbers. Um, and I also dehydrated cucumbers that I had soaked in vinegar to make like uh, cucumber chips. And I brought some to the market just to give out for tastes and samples, just to, just to get some feedback from people. And it went over really good. So I, I grow the Japanese, Japanese long cucumbers, which, you know, I'm, I'm out of the picture. Let's see. As long as your arm, you know, as long as your arm is, and they stay real small. And uh, the seeds are very small, too. And so, um, actually, I used to get the seeds from Baker Creek Seed, uh, but Seed Company, but they've quit, they've not had them for the last two years. And I actually was cleaning up in the office and tucked up on a shelf. I found an envelope with uh, Japanese long cucumber seeds, and I planted them. And every one, and they were from 2012, and every one <clears throat> came up. So <clears throat> they came up, but I planted most of them out in the big garden, and the big garden did not do well. And so I didn't make, I, I sold a few cucumbers, but I didn't have near enough if I wanted to dehydrate them and everything. So um, I'm going to definitely do that next year. I plan to do that. If, if the Lord blesses the cucumbers coming in, I will do that. Um, oh, Redhead, uh, Red, I, I can still see you. Redhead Rant says he cans lemon juice. So I guess he's growing fresh lemons. That's hard for us to do. Here, you know, we're we're in the south, but uh, and Jana may have more luck where she's at. Uh, she's a little further south than me, I believe. But um, uh, we always tend to get some freezes, and you have to cover your uh, lemon trees. Now, what did I say? He's further up north. I don't know what I said, but anyway, he must can grow lemons where we can't. We have a harder time anyway. Um, Norm says, "Have you tried Armenian cucumbers yet?" And I don't know if that's to me or not, but um, no, I've never actually heard of those cucumbers before. 
and I guess I'm pronouncing that right too. You know, Tommy is the English major, so I might be saying that wrong. I say a lot of things wrong, so. Um, anyway, but uh, I have enjoyed my dehydrator, and I, and I do want to dehydrate more things. Um, I did, I've, I've dehydrated squash. I really like squash. I like zucchini, but I'm just not nuts about it uh, to do like chips. I just, you know, I, I'm just not uh, crazy about it. Um, so, anyway, I thought of something else I want to say, and now I forgot it. Hmm. I'm going to have to try those cucumbers. Oh, redheads in Sacramento, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, and you grow the uh, lemons in the greenhouse. Let's see. I can't hear anything. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Can you? Can everybody else hear me? I don't know. Well, I'm. Oh yeah, Janice says yeah. Everything's fine. So everything's. Bye. All right, bye, babe. Love you. All right, Tommy's gone. He needs to drive anyway. So, oh, apple butter in the crock pot. And then I guess then you, then you can the uh, apple butter, Brenda. You know, um, Grizz is talking about uh, he tried uh, fermenting uh, peppers, and uh, that's one thing that I want to uh, find out more about is the fermenting. I, I find I find it funny that that in the looking at the old canning book to the new canning book the fermenting is exactly the same you know some of the other ones are the same too but that's exactly the same um yeah i love uh i still have some of the dehydrated onions that i bought they were on sale i don't grow my own onions i've tried and i didn't do too well but i will try again because I, I really would like to be able to grow my own onions but i dehydrated some that well, they were on sale at the store and I just love the ease, just like talking about opening up our canned food. I love the ease of uh, being able to just take a handful and throw throw, throw them in your food. Um, Jenna says that they did uh, fermented okra, and it was delicious. So I, would, I just really would like to uh, find out more about that. Um, let's see, Michelle says she shreds her zucchini, and then it is ready for breads and muffins. So, so Michelle, do you like dehydrate it, or you just do you freeze it from there? That's what I had thought about doing was freezing it, but you know, I guess it really could be dehydrated and it would take up less room, and then it wouldn't have to be uh, put in the freezer. Oh, okay. Here, Michelle says it later that she, uh, yeah, she shreds it and then dehydrates it. Yeah, Roy and Faye says they'd like to make uh, applesauce, but the apples don't grow very well in Southwest Alabama. Um, and she wants to know what kind of use from the store. Um, I guess, I guess the Red Delicious, I'm behind on all the comments again. I, I forgot I have to keep pushing it up. But um, I've, I'm blessed um, that my friend that uh, orders with the Mennonite group, they actually do apples too. And so that's what, that's how I make my applesauce. I, I buy, I think it's like, I think it's I think it's a 20 pound box and it may cost $30 to buy the box or or, or maybe I'm wrong but I can't remember but it's really not that expensive 
uh, when I buy the uh, apples in bulk. And I know I've got, I guess it depends on what, what, what you like. Um, I, I hate to even tell you uh, what kind of um, apples to get because I always, ha I always ask my friend because she likes the tart apples and that's the kind Tommy likes and the kids like those the best. So I'm not sure if that's the Jonathan or if the Jonathan is the sweet but Tommy, Tommy like, and my kids like a little yellow. It's a yellow apple, and it's kind of tart. And um, that's what that's what I'll get for them. And then I like like a more of a red delicious, the sweeter apple. And I like I like a mealy apple. And I get that for my mama. But um, anyway, uh, but Tommy doesn't. He likes the crisp crunch of the apple and the tartness. Um, let's see. Jana says the Gala or a Macintosh apples are good for uh, making applesauce. Beth says uh, Donna and Macintosh. So that's good. Yes, the uh, dried apples, Rain Country Homestead. That's one thing I do. I dehydrate my apples, um, and I don't. I haven't ever made a pie with them, but I love to be able to put. I made make homemade granola cereal, and it's very good. And I uh, I will take. And it once you dehydrate your apples, all you have to do. And I have some that are like two years old. And they're still good. And you, I just take scissors and I just cut them with the scissors, like that. Yeah, Roy and Faye love the. Uh, Granny Smith. And Tennessee Sue says, Jonathan is tart. Okay. I, I remembered that name, but I just couldn't remember if that's the one I like or if that's the one that I get for Tommy. So. Oh, I haven't put the apples in my kombucha. Hadn't thought about that. Where did that go? That was Farmer Mimo. Oh, that's a good idea. Now, what about, could I use my dehydrated ones, I guess? I guess I could. I don't know why not. Oh, yeah, Dan said they're expecting a lot of heat, a lot of heat this over there. And, uh, well, golly, that's terrible. I just really went blank in Australia. So, gosh, yeah, you might just need to spread a sheet out and put it, put everything out, and you'll have your, a, a huge dehydrator then. And thanks, Wee Tree, for putting our information out there. Because I'm probably, I'm probably forgetting to say that important stuff like that. So, um... You know, Brenda, I haven't offered the uh, dried uh, apple chips to my grandson. I just, I hadn't even thought about giving him that for a snack, but I need to do that. I have them put up because, you know, I don't have that many of them. So I, I like, whenever I don't have a lot of something, like I don't always put a lot of corn up. Um, some years is better than others, but I hoard it, you know, <laughs> so I, I'll end up having some left over. But, you know, I kind of, and that's what I do with my apple chips because I don't, I don't always have a lot of them. Oh, and uh, Jay Walker says Honeycrisp or a, a superior uh, or a superior apple. Uh, Max are his second favorite. So, oh, Faye, you want a, my granola recipe? That it's so easy to make granola. It's so easy, and it, it just takes a little bit of time. Well, it really don't take that long. I guess you could have a good batch made in about 30, uh, 30 to forty-five minutes. So it's I, I use. Uh, almost all oatmeal in my granola and I put I used to do uh, wheat puffs that you could buy at the store and uh, rice puffs which I haven't seen the rice puffs in a long time which I'm gluten-free now so I wouldn't do the wheat puffs but um and I put almonds in it and I'll put raisins and I'll put my figs I do dehydrate figs which they're very good um, and I'll put raisins and the apples in my granola and, uh, and did I say almonds I did do almonds too so but uh 
And they said, yes, that I can put the uh, my dehydrated apples in the kombucha. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Oh, and Brenda says she puts uh, cinnamon and sugar on the app on the apple, so uh, to dehydrate. So that sounds good. Uh, and Faye talking about the uh, the granola recipe. What well, email us? Um, no, like let me be like Tommy. Granola at aldermanfarms.net, and um, I can uh, send you that recipe. I've been trying to tweak it uh, and make it more healthy. Um, it does call for some oil. I've, I've, you know, I've changed the recipe around. I did put a little organic sugar in it, and I have done it with just honey and uh, molasses, which it turns out good. I just didn't have a lot of honey or molasses, so I went ahead and put some sugar in it to add some sweetness. Um, but and it's not a super sweet granola, but um, but that's what I like about having your dried fruit because when you bite into that, you get a burst of sweetness. Anyway, so I would be glad to share my recipe with you. Um, when I was talking about the oil, what I did is I put the coconut oil in it um, that I had. I had some organic coconut oil, so I put that for the oil. But I've played with the ratios because it's got to have a certain amount of, of uh, moisture in it, you know, to do right. I, I want to I wanna try and convert it into a granola bar because I think it would taste good as a granola bar, too. So that's what um, I would like to try and do. Um, yeah, Michelle says she's hoping to get some pecans this year. What, 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 what time of year does the pecans fall? I don't even know that. My neighbor across the street, Tommy, the greatest neighbor in the world, um, always blesses us with some pecans. He's got a pecan tree. So, um, anyway, um, yeah, we tree had mentioned the uh, the network. Um, y'all, if y'all haven't seen it, y'all need to check out the Homestead Network dot dot. Oh, what it is is a home, Homestead Network dot com. Am I telling it wrong? I'm gonna say the wrong thing. I just pulled it up. Yes, it's the the Homestead Network dot com, and the Homestead Network dot com. Oh, okay. Michelle said they're starting to fall. What, where, what state do you live in, Michelle? No, anytime now, Big Bear says. So I need to look. We there's some wild, there's some pecan trees somewhere on this property because uh, back at our camp, that's way back, kind of like in the middle of our property, way away from a neighbor's tree. Um, we've had a squirrel get in there and make a nest, and there's pecans in there. So I know somewhere on our property there's a pecan tree. So I want to, I want to try and find them. Um, but anyway, uh, I wanted to tell you about the lineup tonight, um, there, and, and more and more is being added, so let's see, yeah, mo Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all, we have, there's a lineup every night, every one of those nights, so, um, y'all need to go check out the Homestead Network, and, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Michelle's in uh, North Carolina, so, you know, my our pecans, I guess, should have already started falling by now, since we're a little further south than you. But anyway, coming up at 7, 6 Central is Big Family Homestead, then Off Grid Nation, then J&J &J Acres, which is a new show. I think this is going to be his third show this week. He's a friend of ours. We've known Jared and um, Jennifer for quite a few years now. We I think him and Tommy... 
uh, became Facebook friends through a site somewhere or something. They met up, and so we've actually, Tommy's actually been to their place. They've been down here to our place a couple of times. So uh, go and check his show out. It's on at 8 Central, and then Homesteadonomics is on at 10 Central. So, but anyway, it's a really good lineup, and we've really enjoyed watching some of the shows throughout the week. Sometimes it's kind of hard because, you know, Tommy works till about 5, and we have to get outside and do some of our evening chores, but we do try and catch up during the week and check out um, what's going on. Uh, I think it's go for green. I get everything confused, um, but um, I go for, you know, but uh, I think it's go for green living. I'm almost 100% positive. He's doing uh, a live show showing how to uh, put together an aquaponic system and so I have been uh, trying to catch up on that and watch that because I'm just like I'm starting to study it I'm trying to learn about it because I think I really uh, I would like to do it I'm hoping that I'll be able to grow lettuce more year-round by doing it but doing it with using shade and everything but also um, I want to do it for the fish I want to be able to raise my own fish and everything and I really would like to be able to add that to our diet. That's one thing that our diet is really lacking. And when I look at buying the canned fish and, uh, you know, like tuna, I mean, just, it's just, some things just aren't good to be buying uh, canned and stuff like that. But um, anyway, uh, I thank y'all for y'all's feedback. I feel like it's been educational for me. I feel like I've learned a lot. I hope you've learned something too, not for me, but from each other. And um, I just am uh, I'm interested to know what other people are doing to preserve their food. Um, you know, one thing that uh, I want to bring up, and, and maybe one of y'all know about this, I, I, I have found very little information on it on the internet. I haven't looked lately, probably in the last few years, so there's maybe more out there. But one, and I'm not telling you to do this because I know it could be very dangerous, but my mama is 93, and like I told you, her dad lived to be 106, and so um, she remembers some things, but she doesn't remember all the exact things. I would be scared to do this going by what I'm fixing to tell you, but when they would slaughter a hog, they would, um, they would uh, render the lard, and they would make sausage patties, you know, what we'd call breakfast sausage. And then they uh, would fry them out. They would fry the pork chops. Let me think what else. But the smaller pieces of meat, they would cook them, cook them till they were completely cooked. Your sausage patties, your pork chops. And I don't remember if Mama said anything else. I need to ask her. But anyway, they would have rendered the lard and everything. And they would have their barrel. And they would put a layer of lard, then they would put a layer of their sausage patties, and then they would do a layer of lard, and they'd do pork chops, and they'd do it all the way up till their barrel or their crock was full. But, you know, meat, lard, meat, lard, like I said, fully cooked lard. And Mama said, you know, whenever you wanted, you know, a pork chop or to cook sausage for breakfast, you just reached your hand in the lard and pulled out what you wanted and put it in a skillet and fried it up, you know, got it hot and everything. It was already cooked. So... Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I just am curious if anybody has uh, knows about that, uh, has has heard of that. Um, sometimes the old ways is, are, are not are a good way, you know. Just like my papa's pepper sauce. So um, 
anyway, I'm just curious to know if any of y'all have heard of that or tried that. Yeah, and somebody said, my pigs are getting my pecans. Well, you're exactly right. I might not be able to find them this year, but next year, I'm not going to have this many pigs. Mark my words. We're going to get rid of the, some of the pigs and be able to control them better. So <laughs> next year, I can find pecans. Um, I know we do have hickory nuts, and I do want to go connect, uh, collect some of those for smoking and every smoking some meats and everything. Um, anyway... But I'm trying to watch the clock because I don't want to go over my time. Okay, former mom says, never heard of that. Um, let's see. Um, oh, yeah, and Tommy wanted me to remind you all that the audio for our show is available as a podcast on Alderman Farms Radio on iTunes. So uh, he had sent me a message, but I forgot about that. Oh, okay, Donald uh, says that he's heard of packing meat and lard. Not sure he would try it. I know, I'm not sure I would try it either. But I just was curious. I wish, you know, we really weren't into this kind of living, um, you know, kind of living off the land and, and, and trying to provide for ourselves. When you know, we had just moved here and maybe been here a year or two when Papa died. And I did get to ask him questions and everything uh, somewhat. But, um, you know, we, we live even more like, he used to live. Um, in fact, I'm going to tell you something about Papa. During the Great Depression, <clears throat> you know, they gave out stamps for you to go get food, um, flour, and sugar, and stuff like that from the store and everything. And um, they, uh, my Papa and them, and they had seven kids. Let's see. Yeah, seven living kids. They had eight, but one died um, after birth. And um, anyway, so there was eight kids, so there was ten of them. No, what did I say? There were seven kids, so there was nine of them. And they actually gave their stamps away to people that were more needy because Papa had a cow that he milked, and he had vegetables in the garden. And it wasn't that you were poor that you got the stamps. You got the stamps because things were rationed. And um, anyway, so um, I just, you know, I would want to be able to be in that position to say, you know, that's okay. I don't need the stamps. We we have plenty here. So anyway, I just think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and we do. We have a new video up about our Freedom Rangers and about uh, making juice for muscadines and also uh, making muscadine jelly. And, uh, you know, you would have to follow the recipe as far as the sugar and stuff for another fruit. But, um, it would be very similar to get the juice and to make jelly from other fruit. It'd be very similar to the muscadine. Um, I see somebody, yeah, I was talking about uh, smoking salmon. I'm going to have to say that uh, while I was at Sam's, I, have, I, um, I finally found some salmon that was not, not processed and made in China or raised in China. This is Alaskan uh, salmon, and so I bought it. Um, I've never eaten fresh salmon before. I, I just never have. I buy the canned salmon and make salmon patties. My mother-in-law taught me how to do that. But um, anyway, so I, uh, my, my son, my youngest son, Corey, my, well, my oldest son, Cameron, is in Oregon. So he eats salmon all the time. And it kind of makes me jealous because I've wanted to taste it. And, and I mean, I've never, I've never had the opportunity. And so uh, Corey, my youngest son, actually grilled salmon for us today. Somebody was talking about smoking it. Um, and I guess it was kind of smoked the, really the way we did it. And we didn't know how to do it. Um, 
So we just put my cast iron, my black iron skillet on the fire out there and uh, put, we just put some salt and some uh, garlic powder and some onion powder on it. And we, uh, but it was, it was so good. It was really, we cooked it a little too long, so it was a little dry. So we're just learning. So I just thought that was just really amazing. So I would love to, uh, I would love to be able to put salmon in my freezer like that or can it. I think you could can salmon. Um, but uh, anyway, so I definitely plan on buying that more often when I go to Sam's, but I probably, that's not going to be on the menu every week because I found that it was kind of expensive, but I've been wanting to add it to our diet because it's really good for you. Um, I have a little poem that I want to read. I hope Tommy's listening too. And looking at this, it was in this old book, this old ball book that I found at my house. I'm going to hurry and read it. I have a few more minutes. Um, anyway, it's called How to Preserve a Husband, since we're talking about preserving. Be careful in your selection. Do not choose too young. When selected, when selected, give your entire thoughts to preparation for domestic use. Some wives insist upon keeping them in a pickle. Others are constantly getting them into hot water. This may make them sour, hard, and sometimes bitter. Even poor varieties may be made sweet, tender, and good by garnishing them with patience, well-sweetened with love, and seasoned with kisses. Wrap them in a mantle of charity, keep warm and a steady fire of domestic devotion, and serve with peaches and cream. Thus prepared, they will keep for years. So, <laughs> I thought that was cute. Anyway, alrighty, um, we're gonna, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I guess, I think there's about a minute left on the time, and so, or maybe two or three minutes left. Um, is there anything else, Jana, that you've seen that I missed that I need to say? Um, I just thought that poem was cute, so I just want to share that with y'all. It was just in the back of that, uh, fall book, so. Anyway, oh, and I meant to look up. Somebody had asked Tommy about the, uh, on my jelly, the, uh, the plastic bands that I had on there. Um, my aunt gave me those. Um, she's not canning anymore, and, um, so, uh, I will try and look that up. Uh, and, and see if I can't find any. I, I've never seen them before. I, I didn't know what they were when she gave them to me. So anyway, um, I am gonna, uh, I'm going to go head on out, and Big Family Homestead is coming up next. And go, out, go over and check them out. Uh, you can go to the, 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 the Homestead Network, and you can actually click on their name, and it'll take you over to their YouTube um, channel or you could go straight to their YouTube channel. So, uh, oh, and somebody says trout's right next to salmon. Well, I might could raise some trout then. So, anyway, all right. I hope y'all have a great night, and I've got to get my instructions out where I'll know how to turn this off. So, Tommy says that I'll be able to. So, y'all have a great night, and head on over to Big Family Homestead. Hey, thanks for joining us today on Alderman Farms Radio. We'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at radio at aldermanfarms.net. And don't forget to find us on social media. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And our address is Alderman Farms. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll talk again soon.